You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. So as part of the focus on, on partnership and thinking about Oasis and who we are, we thought it would be brilliant to um, interview two church members, so two people who have kind of said, yep, yeah, I'm in and I'm part of Oasis. Um, one of them has been a member for, I'm trying to think how long now, is it, so? is it like a couple of years? Yeah, a couple of years and another much longer. So we were hoping um, to have Lyndon here with us this morning. He has tested positive for COVID, but in no way second or even third to Lyndon. We've got the wonderful Paul Williams. He's agreed to, to step in. So it'll be just as exciting. And he has just as many good stories. So um, can we give Paul and Sarah a round of applause as they come and join me on the sofa? <laughs> Go for it, guys. And you can, you can either take the microphone off its stand or you can just talk into it. But if you can try and make sure that you talk into it just for the podcast recording, that would be... Wonderful, and you can remove your masks because you're on the stage if you want. <laughs> okay. So uh, the great thing is that Sarah's been sent the questions in advance, but Paul hasn't. So uh, I've really, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> oh, last minute. <laughs> um, brilliant. So it'd be great just to sort of start by hearing a bit about both of you. So just tell us a bit about your kind of faith journey, maybe, and um, yeah, your journey into Oasis. So Sarah, are you happy to start? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, okay, I'll just take this off. Hey, so hi everyone. Um, my name's Sarah and I'm 23 years old. I'm a final year undergrad student at U the University of Bath. I study German, Italian and European studies. Um, and yeah, I've been a member of Oasis, as Joe says, for a couple of years now. Um, yeah, I joined just before all of this mayhem of COVID. Um, so, yeah, and yeah, in terms of my faith journey, um, I mean, I've grown up in a Christian family, and I have always sort of, as long as I could sort of think for myself, I've always known that God has been there, and um, yeah, certain things in my life have just sort of solidified that faith, I'd say, um, so yeah. That's a summary, really, of my faith. And, yeah, joining Oasis has, um, yeah, it's, it's really helped me to further sort of make me think that, yeah, God is real. And, yeah, I'm a Christian. So, yeah. Great. We haven't made an atheist out of you yet. <laughs> Good stuff. And just out of interest, how did, you, how, how did you kind of find Oasis and come to join the church? How did you sort of hear about it? And what tell us a bit about that? Um, so, when I first joined Bath Uni, I knew that I wanted to go to church, um, and I, I just sort of joined a church with loads and loads of other students. I just thought, yeah, this is cool. Um, there are loads of people here who are starting at the same time. It's not going to be that scary. And so, I joined this church, which I just wasn't really that comfortable in, and I couldn't quite figure out why. Um, but it just sort of, after being there for about a semester, it sort of transpired that their views on issues like, um, well, women and um, LGBTQ plus rights, things like that, their views on that just really didn't align with mine. Um, and yeah, as 
a woman who also identifies as being part of the LGBTQ plus community, I just, yeah, I, I did not feel comfortable with saying that. So, um, yeah, I just, um, I was in a bit of a crisis as to, like, I, I just sort of thought, well, what if every single church in Bath is like this? Like, I'm not really sure if I want to try and find another church. I might just sort of do this on my own. It didn't, it didn't make me lose my faith, but it just, like, made me not want to try out churches um but um one day my um one of my best friends um back in nottingham where i've been living for quite a few years now um yeah they've been my best friend ever since i moved there and um i told them all about um my struggles with finding an affirming church and um their mum actually a few weeks later messaged me about oasis church bath um and i thought oh yeah this looks really cool um, I've, um, yeah, it's kind of renewed my faith that there might actually be a church out there for me. Um, so yeah, long story short, I, um, came to Oasis Church Bath and, um, yeah, I loved it and I've not looked back. <laughs> We're very glad you haven't looked back. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Sarah. Paul. Um, hello, I'm Paul. Um, I've been in this church for 35 years. Um, which is not as impressive as Lyndon, obviously. Uh, you so joined when that. I was two. Um, uh, Does that help? Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so um, I'm a school inspector. Uh, I've been a, a teacher. I've worked in education all my career, uh, and now I work for Ofsted, uh, and I inspect schools. Um, I was born and brought up in Stockport, uh, just south of Manchester, and um, I came to uni in 1985. Uh, and in terms of my faith journey, um, I was really well brought up, very happy. I have no um, uh, horrendous story to tell in, in, my, in my past. Um, and when I came to uni, I was very attracted to the Christian Union um, and the lifestyle of the people I, I saw there. So I, I started going to there. Uh, and uh, my good friend Al Coles invited me to come to what was then Hayhill Baptist Church. And I, and I sat just over where the sound desk is. <laughs> over there, and I remember it very clearly on the wooden pews, uh, and John Farron was speaking, um, uh, and I've been coming here ever since, and that was 1987. Wow, gosh. Okay, thank you both. So it'd be great just to hear a bit more. I mean, I know you've probably got more, a longer list, Paul, but what are some of the things that you've been involved in while you've been part of Oasis? Or Hay Hill, as it was. <laughs> Shall I go first? Okay. I'll go first. Um, so, I, yeah, um, I did kids' work. So being a teacher, that was a kind of a natural thing, thing I, I really enjoyed uh, and still do. Um, and then uh, we led a home group, um, and I've been on the church leadership team. I was church secretary for a short period of time. Um, and then, uh, yeah, children and things happened, so I haven't been quite as involved just recently. Is there anything that's like on your list to try? Like, I'm going to lead worship one day, fancy that. Well, you, 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 yeah, be careful what you wish for, because uh, I'm, I'm rapidly learning to play guitar, so uh, I may feature at some point. A budding worship leader in our midst. Absolutely not, yeah. yeah. Pray for us, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Paul, Sarah. Um, so, yeah, I'm... 
Wait, is this on? Yeah. Um, so I've been um, quite involved in Oasis Youth. Um, yeah, I'm a youth helper and I help there once a month. And yeah, they're such an awesome bunch of people to work with. Um, and also I've um, video editing and yeah, just making videos in general is one of my hobbies. So I've made a few videos for Oasis. Um, and what else? Um, I sang in a church choir during my teenage years and I kind of wanted to sort of use that skill in Oasis a bit as well. So, um, yeah, I sang at both of the LGBT affirming carol services and um, I, yeah, have sung a bit in the worship team as well. Um, and, yeah, I'm in a couple of micro hubs as well. Um, so yeah, I love micro hubs. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, I should say Sarah's vlog that she made. She made like a student vlog, which sort of describes what being part of Oasis is like for students, and that is absolutely brilliant. So if you want to go and look at that, that's on our Vimeo page and get to it through our website. But it's really good, and lots of people have found their way to us because of that. So yeah, that's been that's been great. Um, yeah. Okay. So maybe there'll be some crossover here, but for again for both of you, it'd be great to hear a bit. What have been some of your sort of highlights of of being involved? Um, you know, some of the kind of standout moments of like, wow, this is cool, or this is my church, or yeah. Um, yeah. Paul, shall I start with you? Um, I'll get flogged if I don't say when we got married. Um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but no, seriously, that, that was, we were talking about it the other night, actually, and um, we, we were married here, we did it on a, on a Sunday. Um, we were quite proud of the fact that it was part of the Sunday service. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that was clearly a, a highlight uh, and then then uh, kids coming along also so that's been that's been really cool but um on a slightly less serious note the football team uh, we had a football team for for many years um and i was saying to rob i remember the high point of my tenure as uh, i i think i was coach for a short period but i, I was certainly running it for it for a short period um, was when we drew 1-1 with a team <laughs> in Patchway <laughs> and that was because we always got beat we were beaten week after week after week and then we, we we got a point we got one point we played Patchway away and uh, and we were just whooping and hollering because we got a 1-1 draw so uh, yeah the football team was uh, and it's still going in some form I believe but that, that was really cool is it like a church church it was a church there's a church league in Bristol yeah okay. um, uh, it, and, it, and it's great because it, it's lots of young men um, uh, playing football together. And the, 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 we had a lot of students um, and it would draw people in as well from the outside on the edge. Um, and so we'd come together, we'd play football uh, and it was just a really good community thing. And that, that whole Bristol Churches League was a, a really, is a really good thing as well. Um, really positive. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, who knows? Maybe one day the, the footy team could be resurrected. Could be the five-a-side. This could be the moment. This could be. <laughs> great. Sarah? Um, I mean, honestly, it's all been a highlight for me. <laughs> but um, I think, I guess, aside from, well, just purely finding Oasis um, and everything that comes with that, like finding a church that affirms me, um, I'd say that, um, well, last academic year, I, um, well, I did spend a lot of it just in my parents' bedroom, but it was meant to be my year abroad because I do study languages. Um, and it was just really nice to know that, like, wherever I was in Europe, I could join the service at Oasis. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I just really felt as though I was very much still part of the Oasis Church family because of that. Um, and, yeah, just coming back this year at the beginning of this academic year, um, yeah, I, I just felt as though I was coming back home to my family, um, as cliche as that sounds. So, yeah, and, and just getting to know, like, so many people here. Um, yeah, there's just, like... There's such a vast array of people from so many different backgrounds here. Um, and, yeah, it's just been so lovely getting to know so many people. So, yeah. So I haven't paid Sarah, by the way, to say <laughs> nice things. In fact, I've proved, hopefully, by my next question, <laughs> which is that, obviously, you know, it's church and it's living in community with people and there's challenges. So, actually, tell us, you know, what have some of been the real frustrations or challenging moments of being part of the church? Paul, can we go back to you? When I was church secretary, there was um, uh, some disagreements about the way forward. And I think, um, hopefully not because of me, but at, at that time, I remember uh, some disagreements. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's difficult, isn't it? When, you know, you're, you're, you're committed to an organization and some people want to go one way and some people uh, don't. And there's, and there's tension. So, so that was, that's a difficult, that's, that's been difficult. Um, but we've come through that. And I think the, the, uh, the flip side of that is is what's happened in in recent years, uh, and I remember um, uh, Mark Mark Sherman talked to me about about Oasis, and he'd, he'd been to talk to some people at Oasis with 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 Rob as well, I think, um, and the the excitement that he brought back from from that, and and the things that have, have followed, not just because of, of Mark, but the, the whole the whole thing. So. Um, well done to you, sir, um, sirs, uh, and anybody else who's involved at that time. I'm couching this really, um, really uh, generally, just in case you forget somebody who's involved. But that, 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 the negative part, some quite a few years ago now, where where there was tension in the in church meetings and things like that, really has been outshone by the the positive part now and the decision that we've we've. Uh, taken to to move with with Oasis, um, and I think that that's the two sides: the negative and the positive. Yeah, and it's almost like you need that conflict and those challenges and those tough times to then work out the way forward. And it sounds like what's come from that has been positive, even though if that was challenging at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. Thank you, Sarah. Um, honestly, I've spent a long time thinking about this question, and like. <laughs> It's kind of hard for me to answer because Oasis has been literally the least frustrating church experience I've had. Um, I'll take that. There's a quote for so, the brochure. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I guess because I'm a student, it means that I'm not always here. And it does mean that I... I mean, even though a lot of stuff does happen online, even still now, um, it does still kind of mean that I do miss out on some things just purely because I'm geographically not always here. So, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> the most frustrating thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, you know, this month we've been t talking a little bit about church membership and obviously we've got a, a community forum next Sunday where we'll, we'll welcome some new people that are going to join and become church members. And you're both church members, so I wondered if you could... Because it's a bit of a weird thing for some people, isn't it? You know, like, what is church membership? And so, you know, why did you decide that you wanted to become a church member? What was the sort of thinking behind that? Why didn't you just kind of stay involved and not be a member? Just be interested to hear your sort of reasons for that. Okay. Um, I guess for me, it's just a way of saying, this is my church. Um, and yes, I might go home to my parents' house, go to their church. But 
Oasis is my church. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of saying that I'm part of Oasis. So anyone who wants to talk to me about that, I will very openly say, like tell them all about it and say, you must come along on Sunday. Um, so yeah, I'd say that that's what, um, yeah, being a member means to me. Um, and I think, I mean, I guess you can do most things in this church without actually being a member, but being a member is an official way of saying, yeah, this is my church. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and it's, what's really um, funny is that it's the same answer for me, really. Um, you know, over a, obviously uh, several decades different, but uh, it's, it's about saying this is my church. This is my church. Uh, I belong to you, and you. Uh, I'm committed to you, um, and I'm proud of uh, proud of what we do, and I'm still proud uh, 35 years later. So um, that's what it means to me. Thank you. Great. And then finally, before we uh, let this lot loose on you with their questions... Um, oh, you didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't brief you on that bit, did I? Oops. Um, <laughs> I'd love to know, you know, what are your sort of hopes and dreams for us as a church? So, you know, like Sarah, maybe when you've done your degree and you come back in a few years, what would you sort of hope to see? And again, like, what, what are kind of your dreams? What do you imagine for us in the future? not thought of my answer yet so you yeah go on Sarah um <laughs> I don't know I mean I kind of can see this happening um maybe um I mean I kind of hope that so many people come to Oasis that um the building's too small <laughs> um, I don't know if that's a nice hope to have um but um no honestly I think that I really hope that um as many people who need to find Oasis do, um, because, yeah, um, I think knowing that I was part of a church which, like, before coming to Oasis, which, like, one of the sermons did literally move me to tears in the worst way possible, I just really hope that no one else has to go through that. Um, yeah, I just really hope that, yeah, as many people who want to and need to find Oasis do um, and yeah that they do it soon <laughs> really yeah does cool. that make sense yeah it does yep thanks and having just thought of this um, I think the, the plans you had for the build I think the build the building's important not because it's a building you, you mentioned moving moving out potentially and I, I wouldn't have a problem with that but um, it does mean something to people who've been here for some time. So Linda, for example, was the architect of where we're, where we're sat, and I started just after this had, this had opened in the form it is. And, and yes, it does need upgrading, uh, but there's a sort of a metaphor there, isn't there, for people who've been in the church a long time and not throwing, a, throwing that away. Um, but by the same token, I'm really excited by the, the counselling and the connection with the... the um, counselling services that we can offer and obviously the, the, the pantry so the business of actually doing something I think is the exciting bit for the future for me to continue to do something to expand what we can do and in particular around um, counselling because I think it's so often we hear in the media about a lack of resources to do something um, and actually when there's counselling if, if somebody's gripped by something and a counsellor by a talking therapy therapy can unlock that thing i know the resource involved in getting a counsellor to sit and do that with somebody but then 
when you unlock that thing, it, it just releases so much resource for the, for the future. So I, I think the whole business of we haven't got enough money to do something is, is something which we can challenge by the way that we counsel and the way, the way that we um, uh, deal with people and, and, and invite people and, and include people. That's, that unlocks resources by, by doing that. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's that growth, you know, it's that kind of changing of the building to then expand what we do in, with the community as well as, you know, you know for, for church. And that next phase almost of like sort of standing on the shoulders of giants, isn't it? When I think about Lyndon and everything that he managed to achieve with sort of putting this floor in, in the ground floor and, you know, everything that's enabled us to do. And it's like the next, the next phase of that, isn't it, for the next generation. It's exciting, so... Just yeah. make it clear, I love this building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all, we all do. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. So if anyone's got a spare sort of million and a half, come speak to me afterwards and we'll sort it out. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, great. Well, thank you both so much. We're going to take a sort of 10 minute break as we always do at Sofa Sunday. And on your tables, there are little pieces of paper and pens. And we would love for you to ask your questions to Sarah or Paul or both of them. Um, and again, if you're around the edges, do feel free just to jump up and grab a bit of paper and a pen off one of the tables. And then if you can, once you've written down your question, if you could just come and put it on the step here at the bottom and then we'll restart in about 10 minutes time to ask them some if not all of your questions so we'll see you in 10 minutes and do you help yourselves to more tea and coffee and pastries brilliant okay um thank you for your questions and uh, if you uh, if you suddenly think of one do feel free just to write it down and come and bring it up and we'll still we'll still ask it so um okay first of all sarah paul what is your favorite color um Probably some kind of green. I'm not quite sure what kind of green, but definitely green. Some kind of green, because that, I mean, green can be so many different so things. So many greens, okay. but... So there's no yeah. wrong green, just green generally. Green. Okay, yeah. great. Some kind of green sounds like an album from the <laughs> Jethro Tull, isn't it? Your favourite colour, Paul? Uh, sky blue, obviously. Sky blue, yes, that is a, an excellent colour. Good choice. Okay, okay. Next question. Uh, what sort of needs are there in Bath which this church could help with? Um, I mean, uh, I think this church is already very much helping with it, um, just like Christchurch and St. Stephen's. But um, definitely, yeah, just saying God loves you no matter who you are and actually because of who you are. Um, yeah, I think that a lot of churches kind of are on the way to doing that. But um, yeah, I think Oasis is definitely part of leading that. So yeah. Yeah, so maybe doing, doing more of that. Because I think that is one of our things, isn't it? That's one of our things to do, you know, Absolutely. to say to people, you're loved whoever you are because of who you are. Yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah, there's a few, there's a few things brewing about how we might do a bit more of that. So yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> Um, yeah, anything else? Or you thought, was that, I just wanted to check, there was nothing yeah, else? Yeah, I think that's okay, great, that's great. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, Paul? <laughs> I don't know, really, because I've, you know, I've not studied it like you have, because, you know, that, that's one of the beauties of where we are at the moment, is because we've got, we've got people who can look at and do a needs assessment of, you know, what, where, what we can do and where. And off the top of my head, I mean, I, I think my area is in, in, in schools, and I often see people, just as you just said, Low self-esteem is a is a huge thing in in school. 
in terms of how well people do, uh, and sometimes we um, don't develop people's self-esteem, and largely that is down to literacy at a young age. So um, uh, parents reading with their, with their children is a big issue. Um, and if we could get more people to, more young children to, to read earlier, a lot of the other problems would disappear because they'd, they'd be able to have um, uh, confidence in, in lessons uh, and children spend a lot of time in lessons and it's not fair if they can't understand what's going on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that makes me think about some of the mental health stuff as well, particularly in schools and with young people. I think that's you know a big area that needs looking at, and just the provision that we have, you know, within the NHS is just not enough. And um, I think that's it. Just made me think about when you said the schools. I think that's a, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's always loads, and there's a million needs that we could be meeting. And I think it's yeah, it's always a good question to ask, and something that we need to make sure that we're constantly sort of revisiting. Um, so yeah, okay. Uh, next question: How has your understanding of God changed during your time at this church, if it has changed? Well, should I go, <laughs> it's to go first? Um, I suppose it's hard to say because it's kind of, it's kind of a life story, isn't it? I mean, it's like, you know, how does your um, I'm sound like an old <laughs> an old man? Um, maybe I am. Um, you, you, your faith changes as you grow and develop and grow older and it changes in phases as you have different demands placed on you um, and so it has it's changed a lot it's changed a lot in the last five years with the discussions we've had about um, uh, inclusion in in the church um, so it's, it's it's changed a lot but it's changed a lot through through life I think uh, and a big part of that is is being a parent for me uh, and you know and the it's been such a, a wonderful thing to to have a family, uh, and that just uh, affirms my faith because I've been given uh, a family. So, um, and has your has being a parent changed your faith? Yes, I think so because it's it's shown me what love is, and you know what what um, it's it's brought out feelings in me, I suppose. <laughs> um, and and then being rooted in a community as wholesome as this, and going through those changes and those challenges, um, helps you to think through what those changes and challenges mean in terms of in terms of God. Um, whereas if you didn't have that community, you just you would go. I would go through those changes. I, I would go through life and make the best fist of it I, I could, but without reference to what, any sort of deeper meaning. Um, waffle. Sorry. No, no, no. That makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what when you think about like you mentioned about that your faith has changed, or you know this sort of inclusion conversation has changed. Are there other sort of pieces of of kind of doctrine or theology, or just think, things that you've changed your mind on, or you've evolved your thinking in anything that sort of, yeah, that you kind of, if you look back, sort of, you know, those thirty five years ago when you first walked through the, the door, would you think any differently on some of those things now? I think the university's an interesting question, and how, as a young Christian. Uh, you can be quite black and white about things, uh, and um, and the radical element of faith is is important, and it's important not to lose that 
as you grow older, mm. I think. So um, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I can answer the question. I, I think the biggest thing for me has been uh, understanding inclusion mm. in, a, in its widest sense yeah. in, in church, yeah. and then seeing that some other structures in in uh, in, in church circles are, are are not as inclusive, and thinking, well, that's that's not quite right. So, um, seeing how other people, th yeah, seeing seeing how other people think by being older, I suppose, is how I've changed. <laughs> but having a, having life experiences which show you, oh, why was that? You know, looking back at. At, at, at situations and think why why was that because that person was really tired and that person <laughs> didn't mean to say yeah. that it's because they were exhausted because they've just had a um a, a baby or or a, or a divorce or or you know some some issue so it's understanding life a bit more i suppose is the change but that, yeah, that's that not sense. necessarily attributable to the church <laughs> but, no yeah. but it's your your perspective changes doesn't it and as you, yeah no that, that makes sense thanks yeah. sarah what about you um, well, I think that, yeah, Oasis has definitely changed my faith a lot, but definitely in a good way. Um, when, I mean, as I said before, when I first came here, I think that the biggest issue I had with my previous church was their views and sort of just how they handled issues to do with women and the LGBTQ plus community. Um, but when I came to Oasis, I kind of realized that there is actually kind of a lot more wrong with just like the church as an institution and like how a lot of things are taken for granted as fact and like sort of how did we get there when it doesn't necessarily sort of say that in the bible and earlier christians didn't necessarily believe that like how did we actually come to believe a lot of things which yeah just aren't actual concrete facts so um yeah if that makes sense i like, i guess that yeah oasis is definitely made me question a lot more of what I did take for granted, but in a really healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So uh, can you give me an example of like one or two specifics? Um, Just because it's helpful, I think, for people to understand what that then looks like in a particular, you know, to kind of break it down right to the thing that then changes or that you think differently about. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's quite interesting how um, Steve Chalk is quite well known for talking about the atonement and how, like, what we've conventionally believed about it isn't necessarily sort of what the Bible originally said. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm still really grappling with this issue myself. I'm not quite sure how I stand on it, but I do think that sort of bringing up, yeah, sort of, I guess the fundamentals of our, our faith or like what has been taken as the fundamentals and um, sort of, yeah, just sort of thinking, yeah, why do I believe this? Um, and if you do still come out and believe the same thing, then that's fine. But like, it's good that you've sort of questioned it, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I just think that questioning things definitely does, yeah, solidify your faith a lot more. At least that's what I found. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Same. Yep, great. <laughs> Thank you. And then the last question. So this is probably more for you, Paul, but Sarah, I think it would be interesting to ask you the same question almost from the beginning of your time here to now. But what have been the key changes from Hayhill Baptist Church to Oasis? 
So maybe I'll change the question slightly for you, so in terms of what have been the key changes in the church for you in terms of when you arrived and now, and Paul, 35 years. <laughs> what have been some of the, the key changes, like how has the church shifted since becoming from, from a hill to Oasis? Yeah, um, so when I was first here, it was um, uh, John Farron, uh, and, uh, and then the, there was... Rob Beardsley, and then Rob Tricky, and then uh, these were all the Dave, ministers, weren't they? It used Dave to be Dave McGill, yeah. yeah so, yeah. And, and and now yourself. Um, and I think we've 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 grown. Um, I think because a lot of the time in the past we were thinking, well, we we've always asked the question, how can we have um, uh, a sort of a community influence and social act on social justice? Uh, that's always been the case. We've always wanted to use the building, um, but we've always been a relatively small church. Um, and we'd have students coming and, and students moving on as a natural flow. Um, so I think that the, the major change then was when we, we realised um, that we, we needed to change the model somehow, I think, uh, and over the last five years, that's, that's, what we've, that's what we've done. So I think that things like taking out the pews, so that was, that was quite contentious at the time. So if you, probably very few people can, can remember, but we had we had we had um, formal pews, uh, and then we 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 took those out, and that was quite a big step, so we can have this open space like like this. So we we've always I think wanted to have a heart for the community. We always have had that heart for the community. I think that's why one of the things which attracted to me because I didn't didn't have a church background, so I thought, well, here's here's a group of people who genuinely want to make a difference, not just for them for themselves, um, but I think we've become more purposeful about actually doing it because um, uh, I, I really don't want to decry anything that's happened over the last 35 years of people the things that we've done um, and and for me I think it's it's being near some quite inspirational people as well uh, and that's been a constant so it, it's not like we've, we've suddenly become better over the last five years um, that, that's not the case at all there's always been inspirational people Lyndon being a really good example um, uh, of of that of somebody who's modeled how to be how to be a um, and how to live you know in faith uh, and, and take on all the, the challenges that life throws at you so that's been a, a fairly constant I think that the change has happened in that we've become more purposeful about how how we do it and recognize that we needed some help um, in that um, yeah that's it great yeah, thank you. So Sarah, slightly, yeah, different question. But I mean, you know, we have been in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, things have changed quite a bit. So yeah, what's your your kind of thoughts on how things have changed since when you first got here and now? Um, I mean, in a way, I kind of feel as though not much has changed, but also a lot has changed at the same time. I mean, um, I still come across people pretty much every week who... I haven't met before yet they've been part of this church for like a year or more um and yeah I, I kind of find that a bit strange I guess since I have been coming here for a good three years now um so yeah I just think that it's just wonderful to see um yeah more and more people every week coming um to Oasis and um yeah I've also met quite a few LGBTQ plus folk here as well um and yeah it's just lovely that yeah, people, 
yeah, are coming to find Oasis. And um, also, yeah, I've noticed that um, quite a few um, like social action projects have expanded or like come into being since the start of um, me coming here. So yeah, I just think it's just yeah, it's it's a really good sign that um, yeah, the church is growing in so many ways. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, thank you both. Is there anything that you were like? Oh, I feel like I wanted to say that, or I didn't get that across. There doesn't have to be, but I just thought I would give you that opportunity. Unless there's anything else that you wanted to kind of say or share. I mean, yeah, I just want to say that this is such a wonderful, wonderful community to be a part of. And I think when I look back in a few years' time at my student days, I think that I will have really fond memories of them, um, despite the fact that the majority of them would have been during the pandemic. And I think that Oasis is a huge part of that. It's a huge thing that has made my student experience so positive. And I think that it is, like, as a student, it is quite easy to just sort of get stuck in that student bubble and only know other students, not really anyone else in your university city. But I really feel as though coming to Oasis, where there's just so many people from all works of life and all ages, um, I feel as though I have, yeah, become a part of a community here and, um, yeah, become a part of the local community and got to know people actually from Bath who don't just study here, and it's just been so wonderful for my student experience. So, Yay. yeah, just wanted to say that. Oh, no, we're really <laughs> glad. We're really glad. Cool. Anything to add? Okay, it doesn't need to be, but you can... Uh, I, th I, th I think we need to... I feel I want to uh, recognise all the families who are here who have been here for a long time so as the representative of the past. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think the ghost can, of Christmas yeah, past. The ghost of Christmas past, yeah. Um, uh, just to, to recognise, I, I know that we've, we've, there's been changes in, in, in doctrine and changes in personnel and all, all the rest of it, but there's a number of people here who, um, who've been here for, for some time, who I've grown up with, literally, um, and, and now we're here with families. I remember times when we, we were wanting more children in the, in the church, or, you know, we were wanting children, full stop, and, and, and now, um, you know, it's a, it's a full and vibrant community, and, and not to forget that, that those people who've been here for um, a long time, it's been a, it's been a really wholesome time, regardless of doctrine shifting you know there's, there's um this is a really good community a really wholesome community and um just not to forget that um. yeah yeah and i think part of what i wanted to do today was sort of yes you know i think we talk a lot about all oh, the church has grown and that's great and you know new people and there's newcomers microhubs and sometimes you know it's making sure that we don't also forget <laughs> um you know actually people that have been here a long time you know the new people are here because of them and because of what's been built over such a long period of time so part of today was actually about honoring <laughs> honoring you know that that generation that group of people so if that includes you please know that yeah we're, we're super grateful and thankful and honoring of you and, and everything that you've kind of allowed us to go on to do and, and who we are now so um yeah i've got a bit of a plan up my sleeve as well for something for that group of people so i'll be in touch about that soon but yeah um but guys thank you so much particularly to paul who i sprung this on <laughs> um very last minute but um it's been wonderful to have the conversation with you today so thank you for doing that and maybe we could just give them a round of applause again okay.
You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org.